When we talk about the little things that will determine the Orlando Magic's outcome this season, we are talking literally about the little things. Let's expand on some points from last week. Talk about clutch play plus defending the Amway centers. The Orlando Magic play their first home game of this season, extended season, preseason, whatever it is. Let's get to it on today's episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic today is, or will be, depending on when I publish this, I I don't know anymore. Today will be October 17th, 2023. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore O-N-D. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk about the importance of clutch play. With, with the margin of error for the Orlando Magic likely to be very small, why it is so important that the Magic get their wins late in games. Plus, we'll talk about the importance as well of defending the Amway Center. When we talk about the little ways the Magic can improve, these are two ways that could very easily determine the Magic season. Plus, we'll cover the news uh, that or the report out there. Uh, we'll get confirmation of this hopefully uh, on Tuesday, but we'll cover the report out there that Magic Associate Head Coach Nate Tibbetts is heading to the WNBA to take over the Phoenix Mercury. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment, plus get you ready for Tuesday's game against the New Orleans Pelicans. But before we get to any of that, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Lockdown podcast covering every single team in the NBA to search for Lockdown and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Magic is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. We have been talking about this throughout the course of the year, throughout the course of the offseason. The difference between the Magic making or missing the postseason, making or missing the playoffs is going to be a very small thing. It is not. And I, I, I feel like this needs to be repeated ad nauseum. It is not guaranteed the Orlando Magic make the playoffs this year or the postseason or whatever you want to describe it. As good as we think this team can be, as improved as we believe this team will be, this is going to be a fight. Every game is going to feel important. Every moment is going to be important. Every bit of adversity, everything that the Magic have to overcome to get over the experience gap that they might have, every little thing is going to be big. We're going to treat, you know, we, we're not going to treat game one like it's game 82. Let's, let's be clear there. But we will look back at games in November and say if we just gotten together there, or probably more likely at this point, even with the difficult schedule the Magic have in November, how, you know, at least on paper, easy to schedule is later on in the season. We may very well look at November and say, man, I am so glad the Magic got those wins in November. I am so glad 
the Magic did well, treaded water, did whatever they had to do in November to set us up for the end of the season, especially with how difficult that last stage of the season is with that Houston-Milwaukee back-to-back that I will still keep shouting about, and then Philadelphia-Milwaukee to close the season. Um, This is every... The the point is every little thing is going to matter, and we're going to feel the thrill of victory and the sting of defeat as much with every single game and every single loss and every single heartbreak. And there's going to be challenges and there's going to be heartbreak and there's going to be a lot of this going. If you've listened to me talk, um, I, I do, I don't like clutch stats. I don't. Um, my going phrase has always been good teams don't win clutch games. They avoid them. Um, eventually, yes, you do need to win a close game or two. The playoffs, you know, when you look at a playoff series, the difference between going up 3-1 or being tied 2-2 can be a game-winning shot. And at the end of the day, that's the stuff that matters. At the end of the day, yes, you've got to be able to sneak out wins uh, late in games. But in the regular season, with the day-to-day grind, that stuff doesn't feel as important. However, it's these margins. You know, the, the, the difference between the magic making or missing the playoffs could very well be these margins, these small, fine, thin things. And look, if the magic are losing close games because Paolo Bancaro is learning what a good shot is late in games, or Franz Wagner is losing what a good shot is late in games, maybe that's okay in the long run. Certainly, we've talked a lot about clutch play throughout the throughout the offseason. You can go into our archives to find that. Um, we've talked a little bit about this, how... Statistically, Markel Fultz was the best option for the Magic in clutch situations, but they gave the ball to Franz Wagner and, pa- and Paolo Bancaro. Bancaro, as a rookie, was noticeably terrible late in games. Wagner was okay. Then again, probably the best moment of the entire, or not, not the entire season, but one of the biggest moments of the entire season was Paolo Bancaro's eight points in the final 215, 230 in the win at New Orleans. Again, this stuff does kind of matter. And when you look at the kind of grander scheme of things, the way I've always been kind of taught about close games is statistically they are 50-50. Statistically, they are coin flips. They are, you can't bet on them. You can't count on them. It's sometimes just a random bounce of the ball. That guy made the shot. That guy missed the shot. It's a make or miss league, as they all like to say. The Magic last year were involved in their and plenty of close games, 44 clutch situations, the ninth most in the league. They were 19 and 25 in those games, which again, suggests that they left some, some wins on the board. And considering that they were eliminated with three games remaining in the season, winning just one or two of those would have mattered. Well, a lot of people focus on the offense. The magic's problem in clutch situations is actually their defense. They were They gave up 120.4 points for 100 possessions for the entire season in clutch situations, which was 29th in the league. However, however, they were better. They got a lot better in clutch situations. After December 7th, which is, of course, when Marco Fultz and Cole Anthony returned from their injuries, um, and, and we'll even go say this, from December 7th through April 4th, which was when the Magic were officially eliminated from the playoffs, the Magic went 16-13 and 13 in clutch situations with a plus 5.1 net rating, a 117.4 offense, and 112.3 defensive rating. This would suggest that when the Magic were indeed healthy, 
They figured out how to close some games. And yes, there were some high-profile games that they did not close. Both both home games against Miami. The first road game against Miami, not the season-ending one where Udonis Haslam did his thing. Uh, the Jalen Brunson game against the New York Knicks. There are going to be these games during the course of the season. But I want just to notice that difference. Orlando went 3-12 and in clutch situations during the 5-20 and start. 15 of the 25 games to start the season were defined as clutch, which is a game that is within five points in the final five minutes. If the Magic had gone to six and nine, which was their, which would essentially have been their season average, that makes up three games. That puts them, that doesn't put them in the playoffs because they eventually did miss the playoffs by six games, but that means they're still playing to the end of the season. This is the bigger point I want to make. Not that the Magic are a clutch team or the Magic are, are, are a good team in the clutch or, or anything like that. The bigger point to make is that if we're looking for the fine margins, if we're looking for the areas where the Magic can improve to push them over the hump, to get them over the hill, to get them in the playoffs, clutch play is going to matter. It was something that they worked on in practice on Saturday uh, coming off of the Cleveland game where the Cavaliers went on the what, 12-0 run, 13-0 run to cut that deficit down to three, uh, nearly win that game. Now, granted, the players on the court were not players that are going to be playing for the Magic in clutch situations in the regular season. Certainly hope not. But the Magic still need their practice in clutch situations. Because, again, clutch situ- being a great clutch team isn't a guarantee that you're going to win a championship or you're going to be a top seed in the East, in the East or in your conference. What clutch play does is it takes you from play-in team to six seed, not worrying about the play. It takes you from out of the playoffs to in the play Conversely, being bad in clutch situations, losing a lot of these close games, takes you from the play-in out. And that's why this stuff matters. And look, we'll see how it plays out during the course of the season. It will be something to keep an eye on because Magic are not good enough to avoid clutch situations. They're a team that if they want to get where they want to go, they're going to have to win these games. One of the other finer points, one of the other little things the Magic will have to improve on was something they were actually pretty good at last year. You know, certainly a step up for them, but a place they're going to have to take another step up and that's defending the Amway Center. We're going to get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at BetterHelp. Uh, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sponsored by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash LockedOnNBA and get on your way to being your best self. Um, I am someone who has subscribed to therapy throughout my entire life. Uh, you know, I've, I, I, we've all gone through struggles. We've all gone through troubles. We've all gone through things that we just need to talk out. And sometimes you can't trust your parents. Sometimes you can't trust loved ones. You need someone that's just going to sit there and give you guidance, but be a friendly ear. And, and that's really what therapy is, is, is someone who comes, comes to you from a different perspective, but someone who is always in your corner. And that's obviously the most important thing. Sometimes our brains get in the way. God knows that is a problem for me. 
And therapy has helped me kind of sort through my thoughts and make sure I am thinking the right things all the time. Doesn't always work. Doesn't always, yeah, I'm not always doing that, but I can always lean back on what my therapist says and what my therapist is telling me uh, about, about how I need to think through some of my problems. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try today. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash NBA. The Orlando Magic are getting set for the big day. Oh, we I have I I I've just been like jumping for joy. I've been really, really giddy. Uh, I unfortunately was not able to make it to Orlando Magic practice today. I have other responsibilities, I had other responsibilities in, in the morning. Um, you know, for for a, a, a for a freelance job that I've been I've been working on. Um and you know, I, I am excited for the whole day. I, I'm gonna. I'm excited to be at shoot around in the morning. I'm excited to be back in the Amway Center. I know Mo Wagner, it had a great time at the Jonas Brothers concert on Monday. Yeah, Mo, I, I'm following you on on the gram, buddy. Um, if anyone on this team likes jo- the Jonas Brothers, it's all of them because they're all children. Um, not that the Jonas Brothers is for children. I just offended so many people. I saw Taylor Swift this weekend. I'm cool. Maybe I don't know, but. We are back in the Amway Center at long last. Back at the back in the Amway Center at long last for Orlando Magic basketball. And yes, it's just a preseason game, and and we're you know going up against New Orleans Pelicans again. Uh, I would highly suggest you go listen to Locked On Pelicans. There's Pelicans fan, Locked On Pelicans are feeling a little bit iffy about their team right now after a couple of preseason games. Um, I believe this will be game number four for them. Um, it's preseason. Let's let's all calm down. We don't know what's going to happen in this game, and, and certainly the Pelicans gave the Magic some trouble in, in that first game as well. Um, this is, you know, again, I'm not going to read too much into one preseason game, so we'll 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 leave that there. But there is definitely an excitement about being back at the Amway Center. It's not just the tweets that the Magic sent out, as well as Cole Anthony and Wendell Carter. It's it's literally from the fan base. Um, I, 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 was, I, I was talking to a few people about this. This really does feel like the most anticipated season among Magic fans since the summer of 2009. I am not joking about that. We're not going for a championship like the t- 2010 team is, but there is a lot of excitement about what this team is capable of doing. And one place that this is going to manifest itself is at the Amway Center. If the Orlando Magic have one clear thing that they have to do, if they're going to be a playing team, a postseason team, it's going to be protecting their home floor. I think the players know it. it, it and it's not just about building a fan base. I, I'm a big believer that you win your home games and winning big home games especially is important to bring the fans along. You win a big home game. You beat the Miami Heat at home. You win your opening night game. 
all of a sudden the fans are like bought in. They're like, okay, I, I like what I'm seeing here. The Magic having a great showing in that opening game against the Boston Celtics last year was huge for buying. Having another really exciting game, not a win, obviously, against the Sacramento Kings was huge. Beating the Dallas Mavericks, beating the Denver Nuggets, beating the Golden State Warriors, beating the Miami Heat at home does a lot to build confidence. And, and, and when the Magic talked this this uh, this media day about, hey, we showed last year that we can beat anybody, you can bet a lot of those big wins came on their home floor. And, you know, I mentioned Nicole, I remember at media day, I, I mentioned Nicole Anthony about, you know, how important was it to, to protect the home floor? And he said, you know, what was our home record last year? I was like, well, actually, you guys were 20 and 21. Um, if you had won the last the last game against Cleveland, you would have had a plus 500 home record or something I was very into. It was just something like, hey, this is a tangible sign that, that this team is making some progress. And the stats really do bear this out. For the season, the Magic were 20 and 21 at home. One of the, you know, not one of the most best records, obviously, in 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 um, best records at home. They had a plus 0.2 net rating, um, which was 23rd in the league. So yes, the Magic were able to win a lot of games at home, but they played like a 500 team um, at home. 114.5 offensive rating, 114.3 defensive rating. As we always do, let's take out December 7th. I should probably, uh, I didn't grab the stats through the, through April 4th, so we will take that last game as well. Orlando finished the year 16-12 and 12 at home. They had the 18th best home net rating at plus 2.1 points per one possessions, 115.7 offensive rating, 113.6 defensive rating. What these numbers are here to tell you is that, yes, the Magic were a better team at home, as you'd expect any team to be, and especially a young team to be. But what we need to see from the Magic, again, to take these little games, to, to again, the, the, just find things that are going to be the difference between the Magic making and missing the playoffs. The Pacers last year, also 20 and 21 at Gang, Gangbridge Fieldhouse at their home, negative net rating overall for the season. You could survive, but you know, you're, I'm a big Pacers guy. I think the Pacers can be very, very good. They're not going anywhere if they don't win their home games. Because, you know, you're going to lose games on the road. Road trips are hard. The Magic, if they want to be a better team than the Pacers, if they want to find every little, you know, squeeze every little advantage that they have, defending the Amway Center is a big one. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure I've already mentioned this uh, on the show. I really do feel like opening night is a must win. You know, we're eight days away from opening night. I do believe opening night for the Orlando Magic against Houston Rockets is a must win before going out on the road on that four-game West Coast road trip, winning at home is critical. We know the home schedule is going to be big. The Magic have an eight-game homestand late in the season. We saw what sweeping that five-game homestand in 2019 did for the Magic's playoff push. The Amway Center is going to be the catapult, but only if the Magic use it properly to charge themselves up. Only if they use those moments and those games to rev themselves up and put themselves in a position to make the playoffs. Like I've said, it's little things. Little things are going to determine whether the Magic make or miss the playoffs. It's not any big thing. Yes, winning games. Yes, having a better offense. Yes, having a better defense. Like playing, it's obviously about your play. 
But if, if the Magic are going to go from the team they were last year, a 34-win team, to a 40-win team, a 44-win team, it's going to be turning some of the things that were okay into being great and turning some of the things that were bad into being okay. We talked about this last week. If the Magic's offense looks as good as it's looked so far, and they're just league average, they're going to be a much better team than they were last year. If their defense climbs into the top 10 like they want it to be, this team's obviously going to be much better than they were last year. If they win more clutch games than they did last year, if they're able to close games out, this team's going to be better. If they defend their Amway, if they defend the Amway Center, make it a tough place for teams to get wins. If they're on a losing streak and they know, hey, we're coming home. Our home is a fortress. Nobody's beating us. You have that kind of confidence about them. The Magic are going to be a much different and much better team. One of the big things I do believe for this Magic team is they've got to defend their home floor. They've got to be a better home team. They've got to be a more consistent, uh, consistent home team. And if that happens, the Magic are probably going to be very, very good this coming season. Some news did break. Continuity has been disrupted. We'll talk about the Magic's uh, coaching situation coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at game time. It's the big day. Magic are finally at home at the Amway Center. I hope I get to see all of you there. Uh, it's preseason, so it's, you know, if you don't go, it's a, it's not the end of the world. But I hope, you know, Simon Williamson's played only one game against the Magic in his entire career, one regular season game against the Magic in his entire career. This will be the second time Zion Williamson has been in the Amway Center for an NBA game. If you want to get a chance to see Zion Williamson, assuming he's playing, if you want to get a chance to get a up-close-and-personal look at the Magic during the preseason, this is your chance. And Game Time has your ticket to the game. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. They're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. Game Time is deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last-minute seats. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With zone deals, you pick the section and Game Time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. And the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time is going to credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNBA. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. One of the big things that the Orlando Magic have talked about throughout the length of training camp is how powerful continuity has been for this roster. Uh, again, we'll see just how powerful it will be when the season starts, but certainly the preseason, it has looked real. 
the ability for this team to adjust on the fly, to know what's expected of them, to move quickly through training camp and through what they want to accomplish in training camp certainly has, or at least certainly has appeared to pay dividends. There's a lot of criticism of the Magic's decision to stick with the same roster, to not bring in some new blood, to not try and make a big swing trade. But at least from what we've seen, and, and I've been very impressed with what we've seen from the Magic in, tra- in preseason. Uh, I know a lot of people have as have as well. Um, from what we've seen, that appears to have been a good choice for this team's development and growth. And while there have been some changes, like obviously Anthony Black, Jet Howard, and Joe Ingles, uh, Arnie Kander, who I wrote a, a really big piece on on OrlandoMagicDaily.com over the weekend. Arnie Kander has been a big addition to the team as the vice president of player performance and player performance and wellness. Um, coaching continuity has been a big deal too. The coaches have a lot of really have already built in relationships with the players. They have an under you know the players have an understanding of what the coaches are looking for and understand and a coaching staff itself understands the roles and how everybody kind of interplays with each other to help each other out. It's been a big deal. You know, you look back at the early rebuild at the Jacques Vaughn years. There wasn't a lot of coaching. There wasn't a lot of experience on that bench, but especially like after the magic fire Jacques Vaughn, it was constant change every year, new assistants, new head coach. And look, the NBA is changed. There's going to be guys moving in and out. There's no doubt about that. But to have the same roster and the same coaching staff in back-to-back years, that was a strength for the Orlando Magic. It does appear, however, that that continuity is about to change. Adrian Wojnarowski reported Monday evening that Orlando Magic associate head coach Nate Tibbetts, or assistant Nate Tibbetts, is finalizing a deal to become the new coach of the Phoenix Mercury. The deal will reportedly make Tibbetts the highest paid coach in WNBA history. And if the Minnesota Lynx are smart, they will make sure Cheryl Reeve gets $1 more than that. Cheryl Reeve is awesome. I'm a Lynx fan. I'm going to tell you Cheryl Reeve is awesome. Um, honestly, when everyone was talking about Becky Hammond, I was like, Cheryl Reeve would actually make a really good NBA coach as well. But that's neither here nor there. Um, that's that's my own WME thing. We don't like the Mercury. They're, they're, no, no. Um, not as much as Sparks, but we don't, we don't like the Mercury. Um, all kidding aside, Nate Tibbetts, it deserves a lot of congratulations for taking this for taking on this role. Um, the Mercury, uh, certainly Matt Ishbia and 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 the Phoenix and and his ownership of the Phoenix Suns and the Phoenix Mercury, he has put a lot of money into making that organization a lot better. Tibbetts is a longtime NBA assistant coach. Um, you know he's had a lot of stops throughout the league. He is undoubtedly ready to step into a head coaching position, and, and ultimately the success of a coaching staff. Uh, you know, and this is this is the, this is true. Um, the success of a coaching staff and the success of a head coach is how many of his assistants do get head coaching jobs? How many of assistants do move on to better jobs? You know, grow within their role with with the with the with the head coach within the team to take on to take on bigger responsibilities. That is ultimately a good thing, and, and honestly, that is ultimately a compliment to the Orlando Magic. I um, mean, I know we did our WNBA talk yesterday, but the WNBA is really good basketball. You know, I know there's still some, some people who sneer. They're not worth your time. This is a high-level basketball, and Nate Tibbetts is going to have a, a really big responsibility there. What's not clear yet, um, because also the thing is not official, the deal is not official, what's not clear yet is whether Tibbetts will be with the Magic or for how long. 
Um, the WNBA season does not start until the spring. So it, it's possible, you know, they, they usually start in May uh, with their game, with their games. So, you know, end of the season, he'd be diving right into training camp, but um, it's not clear whether Tibbetts is going to leave the team immediately or whether there's a plan for him to leave the team at some point during the season. It's not clear if the Magic will promote from within or hire a new hire a new assistant. There have been a few, um, you know, just, just from being at practice, you know, there's always observers. They bring in coaches all the time just to kind of see what's going on. Um, you know, they'll enlist advice from coaches as well. I've seen, you know, former Mavericks assistant and former Magic assistant Monty Mathis in the building during practices as well. Um, it's, it's not clear what the plan is because again, this report is not official. Nothing is done. Nothing is set in stone, but obviously, and we've seen like, uh, a Carol Lawson, I think with the, with the Boston Celtics, I think it was Carol Lawson, um, was an assistant coach with the Boston Celtics. She took the head coaching job at Duke. She stayed with the Celtics throughout much of the season. Um, obviously, their season runs kind of concurrently with the NBA season. Uh, the WNBA season runs kind of the off season, so it, there's a little bit of that too. But at some point, they tip. You know, if this report is true, and it's from Woj, so it probably is. At some point, Nate Tibbetts is going to leave the Magic, and and there's going to be a little bit of a hole there. The coaching staff's going to have to fill in, fill that in, and and perhaps a new voice will come into the team. Again. There's nothing else to say but congratulations to Nate Tibbetts. Um, I, I saw some Magic fans questioning the timing of this. Uh, the Mercury had, you know, the Mercury had a really bad season, frankly. Um, you know, Diana Trossi had some injury issues. Brittany Griner had is still kind of conditioning herself back into play after missing all of last season uh, while being unjustly imprisoned in, in a Russian prison. Um, it's uh, it, it's it, the timing stinks, but it's also this is the WNBA season. The WNBA season is just coming to an end. Wednesday is game four of the WNBA finals. This is no different than an NBA. This is no different than the timeline we'd see in the NBA. In the NBA, yes, coaches are hired right before the offseason, right after the offseason ends during the playoffs. So the timing isn't strange to me. It, it stinks for the magic, obviously. Um, but again, we'll see when Tibbetts eventually does make the move to Phoenix, uh, it, assuming that he, he does, uh, which again, no reason to assume he won't. Uh, and then we'll see, obviously, what the magic do to fill that role. But honestly, I think all, all anyone should or could say about this is congratulations to Nate Tibbetts. Um, very well-deserved, very well-earned, uh, and looking forward to what he does with Phoenix Mercury team that's going to have one of the top picks in a very loaded WNBA draft, along with Hall of Famers in Diana Taurasi and Brittany Griner who can still hoop. They can still play really, really well. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. If you're tuning in, Himalay, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the public channel podcasts to your podcast enable listening device. So, ladies on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there and follow us during the game at omagicdaily. Also, be sure to check out my Patreon page, uh, the Orlando Magic Hub. Check it out, patreon.com slash Hub. Uh, we will uh, Orlando Magic Daily will actually be down uh, for a little bit. We're doing a, a, a server server migration, uh, so we will be down actually after the game. I will not have a post game recap of Tuesday's game up until Wednesday morning. So if you want my immediate thoughts after the game, I will be posting on my Patreon page, Patreon.com/slash Orlando Magic Hub. Um, that post game post will be free, but you can 
head there, check out what else is going on at the site and, and see if that is something you'd like to subscribe to. But that's going to do for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Ross from Michael. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.